This is a crowd podcast. Welcome to Go Love Yourself. You're okay. I would probably just whisper that. <laughs> you're, a, you're a lesbian. Don't shag the men. You don't have to suck a dick when you're drunk. I would say all of these things. <laughs> Babes, guess what I had this week? A date? Some penis? Absolutely <laughs> never. No. Uh, <laughs> I had a timeout bar. Oh, you did. Oh, my God. After our chats last week, I literally went on a little walk after we recorded that episode and I passed a little news agent and I bought one and I looked oh, at it amazing. and I was like, this can't be it. This is a <laughs> tiny little wafer bar. Turns out it is the tiny little wafer bar and it's, it's all right. Like, no, no, I'm not having that. I'm, it's not. I'm not. No. Like, I didn't move mountains for me, but like, <laughs> she's really upset with me, everyone. They're just wonderful. <laughs> They're the light, airy, chocolatey snack everyone needs. Laura, uh, this episode is sponsored by Time Out. <laughs> <laughs> Laura wishes. They are, no, they're fabulous, but they didn't, you put them, I literally remember this, you put them in the same bracket as Twelves and Twixes. And in my head, I'm like, Twelves mm. and Twixes and Time Out, so am I. But like, it's, it's, oh <laughs> my. But it was, um, okay, all right, fair yeah. enough. I, w- I would say, okay, a 12 is like God tier. And yeah, I am upset they didn't tickle your pickle in that much, though. Like, <laughs> I do think it's, I do think they're great. <laughs> oh my God, it's so funny. I loved listening back to the episode because we talked about food so much. <laughs> Make to self not to record at tea time. <laughs> <laughs> you do this every time. But like every time we bought food, I like, oh God, what energy changed? And we were like, oh my God, so. <laughs> But in, that, <laughs> in that vein, Laura, have you had any more thoughts about your afternoon tea business or equivalent food, wet food business? Oh, do you know what? We're kind of struggling a little bit because I was about to say we did loads of research. Lottie's done loads of research <laughs> about getting like a stall in like Borough Market or Brighton or somewhere. And there's a three year waiting list, people. Stop so it. if anyone is listening and knows an in, knows somebody that we can bribe with, you know, timeouts or twelves. Twitch is I Do let me know. Um, I feel like there's something in it. I feel like something there, but we just don't really know what. So honestly, if anybody has got any ideas please do let us know because we're really stuck yeah i honestly i I promise you i've actually been thinking about it loads i still haven't come up with the idea but i just love it as an idea and you and lottie together and i feel like at some point in time someone's gonna wake up at 3am sit bolt upright and go i've got it by john he's got it and like (laughs) there'll be the perfect name and everything so i hope so yeah if not matt has told us that um he will happily get us another van and we can be that pond girl (gasps) or the pond girl (laughs) (laughs) my husband is that pond guy (laughs) so if anyone's thinking what the hell Uh, so yeah i I just that was the hard note i messaged lottie that late last night and she was like tell matt to fuck off (laughs) I don't see you two doing the manual labour of ponding. Is ponding the word for it? Is ponding? I feel like ponding sounds like it's something different. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how that would work. But anyway, we get carried away with ourselves. But I'm very excited about it. Thank Um, you, babes. And then also, just in general, everybody, thank you for your feedback on season four. Yeah, thank you so much for all your lovely messages and comments about us being back. We really miss you. And we're just so happy to, to be back for season four. We are. Oh, we're so 
happy. And do you know, one of my favourite uh, things I saw on the group and in messages while we were off was the amount of our listeners who went back and binged season one to three. Really? Well, I missed us, yeah, because I think this is our biggest break so far. And so many girls were just messaging or messaging on the group just to say, I'm just started again and binged it. <laughs> and like... That's such joy because I love podcasts as well. And there's not many podcasts that I would go back and listen to from the start. The fact that we could be like a comfort podcast to somebody. Yeah, that is so wonderful. You guys really are the best. Thank you so much. Thank you. And yeah, bring on season four. It's time for a word from today's sponsor, BetterHelp, the online therapy service that connects you with a licensed therapist who can help you on your (gasps) self-love journey i said it i did it people couldn't do hard things i said it she did it she smashed it (laughs) so uh you all know that we are huge advocates for therapy because we've massively genuinely benefited from it ourselves and there have been a lot of points in my life where i haven't been sure which path to take and i think very notably that's been most recently when i've actually left uh, a job and an industry i've been in for seven years and that was quite scary so remembering some of the therapy and the tips i learned in therapy was genuinely so helpful to make that decision so whether you are dealing with decisions around your career or relationships or anything else therapy helps you understand yourself so you can confidently make these decisions and take care of yourself yeah and that's why we are big advocates for it as lauren said trusting yourself a making kind of big life choices or even smaller ones is one of the hardest things but therapy really does help you understand yourself better so if you're thinking of trying therapy better help really is a great option because it's convenient it's accessible it's affordable and it's all done online you get matched with your own therapist after filling out a short survey and then if you want to you can actually switch therapists for free at any time which I think is crucial because finding the right therapist really, really is important. And for me personally, I think the key to successful therapy. I totally agree. And it was a game changer for me when I found a therapist who just got me. Oh, it was so good. So if you would like to try it out, head to betterhelp.com slash go love to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash go love to get 10% off your first month. We are so excited to chat to today's guest. She is a hilarious creator on TikTok. I found her years ago. I'm just in love. You're going to know her as Ash's Life Stories. Hi, Ash. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. That was lovely. It was amazing <laughs> for my ego. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think the first TikTok I saw of yours was during lockdown. And it was the, was it a pretty little thing? The, the silver trousers. Oh, the um, nasty gal. Yeah. Nasty gal. And you made me wet myself. So thank you for that. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Anyway, before we get into that, we always start the episode with something called the bag of dicks, where basically we put things that we don't like or want to get rid of into the bag. So is there anything that has kind of annoyed you, big or small, that you want to chuck in there this week? I would say Facebook as a whole. Facebook is the only place that really like... I feel like the trolls live on Facebook. And if I ever get any crap, it's on Facebook. So do you know what? Not just the whole of Facebook, men of Facebook, the men of Facebook. (laughs) I'm sick of their shit, to be honest. Yeah. They could go in the bin. That's so true, isn't it? Whenever I see like it's uh, the the audience is very different on Facebook. I don't have like a public Facebook, but I'll look on like the videos tab and stuff and you'll see the comments that people are leaving versus the kind of comments that are on the same content on Instagram. And it's like, I'm sorry, are you okay? Yeah. Like, is everything all right at home? Jesus, like people are so mean. <laughs> it's so, they're so weird. I can't 
imagine how they muster up such weird things to say. <laughs> yeah, just the men of Facebook, actually, in the bin, in the bag of dicks. Fair enough. I, I thought you were going to put in tiny cakes at Starbucks. <gasps> <laughs> You've triggered her, Laura. <laughs> Do you know what? Bring back the men. I never thought I'd say that. I never thought I'd see the day. But what I was, do you know what? Small miniature things. We don't need them. Anything in miniature size. I don't know why they try and make it cute. It's not cute. It pisses me off. I don't want a box of celebrations. I want a box of full-size chocolates. Do you know what I mean? I don't want tiny ones that I have to keep unwrapping. I don't want to go into Starbucks and get a tiny little cake and pay the same price for a full box of cakes from Asda. I don't want that. You're right. Small things. I hate them. Small things. I'm with you. I went, Matt took me to dinner recently for my birthday and bless him. He actually made an effort <laughs> once. And um, he, <laughs> sorry Matt. And he took me to this really lovely posh restaurant, right? But we felt like absolute plonkers because everyone was really posh. And I said to him, I feel like a competition winner. <laughs> anyway, the meals came out and they were absolutely fucking tiny. And the main course, and I say that lightly, came out, right? And it was like a square, <laughs> of lamb and then some green shit and a jus oh, and, I, and then, then the waitress came out right with this <laughs> with this like massive silver tray and I went please tell me that is full of roast potatoes and she did not laugh she did not even like give me a smirk she opened it with this like dramatic effect to another cube of breaded oh, lamb and I'm not God. kidding you it was like the size of my thumb it's so annoying and I bet it was extortionately expensive yeah the smallest things are always the most money yeah. I don't want my food fiddled with I like it just give me a no. big steak or a big <laughs> bit of chicken stop fingering my food just give right. me a proper yeah hashtag stop fingering my food yeah I'm not fine dining yeah. it's not for me mate and nor a little cake no. so we'll, we'll bump along nicely Mm-mm. no do you know what yeah that is exactly what I'm putting in I, I can't stand small things I also while I'm just on the topic I don't like things that tell me what to do for example if I buy a bag of buttons and it says share on it don't tell me <laughs> what to do I won't I will not be I will not be sharing this bag at all. Listen, Cadbury. Like, yeah. Don't, and it's like, I, I don't like things being bossy. Like, you know, when yeah. you buy like, you can, you can buy bowls, let's say on it, like soup. What if I don't want to put soup in this bowl? Don't mm-hmm. tell me what to do. So yeah, that's another thing. I'm with you. I could do yeah, this bowl, all day. You're not my real mum. You can't tell me what to do. Yeah. And I'll do the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Like on the Viennetta, on the pack of Viennetta, when it says like family of seven. And yeah. I'm like, cool, I now identify as a family of seven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, okay. So question for you both who are very much like against the tiny food situation. We were holding it, you know, big food revolution. Would you rather, right, a tiny portion of like the world's best dessert or like loads and loads and loads and loads of really shit chocolate i'd have a fuck ton because i feel like after a while you would get used to that taste and you'd probably quite like i didn't used to like olives but i started eating them and eating them and eating them. now i don't mind them and i feel like that would apply and plus if i'd had the smallest bite i just feel like it would frustrate me that i couldn't have more i'd get angry i'd get mm. feral about it and be like you can't give me that mm. i don't mind a bit of fine dining but like port like the dessert portion i will like stand a revolution and I'll be like excuse me madam please take Mm -hmm. this back I want four more yeah nah not having it Laura loads or little as I've gotten older I do think quality over quantity but what I want basically is quality and lots of it (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
a lot of quality and quantity <laughs> quantity a lot of quality. yeah if i had to choose i probably would go for something that was that was nice rather than but then like how shit is shit chocolate is still pretty great isn't it <laughs> yeah i mean easter egg yeah, chocolate. Chocolate. Shit can't chocolate. get into it girls you've made your decisions <laughs> i'm gonna go shit chocolate i agree with ash what about you uh no i think i would go a little bit of the good stuff but i would like wink at the waiter and be like you know bit more yeah so like you know when you go to ikea and you get in your meatballs and like you've got to be nice to the person that's pouring the gravy like i need more gravy so you always just give them a little bit of like a little zhuzh and a wink and, and hope a, for little a, shush. a little zhuzh and a wink <laughs> and a little push of the tits together oh yeah mate <laughs> like at toby carvery when they're doing the meat and yeah i'm always like hello how are you how was yes. your day give yeah. me extra turkey and gammon <laughs> always do that do you know what my trick is at Toby and it's so bad but I still do it to this day always will is I will choose my meat and then once they've finished putting it on the plate I then say oh and can I have a bit of and then they give me a bit of something else Ooh. it's naughty oh. but they've never said always no always naughty yeah. that's clever can we all go for a Toby Carvery please <gasps> oh, I'd really enjoy this it's one of my favourite things ever <laughs> I love it it's got off a great start right okay talking of start Ash you've got to tell us how you became basically everyone's favourite TikToker because I feel like one day in lockdown I opened up TikTok and there you were and I fell in love and three and a half years later here we are. <laughs> Thank you. I don't really know. That video, I guess, kicked it off for me but I was just bored in lockdown. Like I was so bored in lockdown. I think we all were. So I just started talking shit to strangers because my kids was sick of the sound of me. So I did that and it went really well. It just, it just went from there, really. I just started talking my daily shit. So one of the things that we love about you is your confidence and the fact that you do not give a single shit about what other people think. <laughs> have you always been like that though? I've never, I've not always been confident. Well, well, I have. I've always been confident in myself, like as a person, but I've not always been like confident in how I, my appearance, but I've never given a shit. If someone was to say, oh, like, I don't know what you're wearing, I'd wear it more. Or I don't know how you look, I'd look <laughs> like it more. Like, that's always been my brain. But I think deep down, I had, like, deep-rooted issues of who, what I looked like. But that's gone now. But I've always been quite a confident person, but not with my appearance, I guess. I think I, str I struggled quite a lot with my weight and things like that. So what changed? I got really poorly and I just thought I could die tomorrow and be dieting and unhappy and trying to make myself look like something that my body's never actually gonna look like with ease and for what reason like I don't do I actually want to be in that body that I perceive as perfection or is that what I think I should be in for the for the gaze of others and I just realized that actually that wasn't that important to me and I would rather do what makes me happy which is eat delicious food and live my life and I just stopped. I just, I, just, I went to the doctors. I was so poorly. And they were like, you need, you know, this kind of diet. And I thought, fuck you. I'll do actually what I want. <laughs> I just rebelled against the doctor, actually. And I thought, no, because that's not going to, that's not going to potentially save me. So I'm just going to carry on doing what I'm doing and eat what I want. So I just stopped dieting. I love that. I think like the, we talk obviously a lot on this podcast about like the healthy thing. But I just like, I don't know. I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, what could be healthier than happiness? And, you know, I understand people, you know, are going to say some stuff and I'm not saying it as so literally, but I'm just like, surely happiness is the absolute epitome. That's where we're all trying to get to, to feel happiness. And who the bloody hell has ever been happy on a diet? Like you might be for the first yeah. two days, but after that, no, thank you. I think, 
I was, I was so, I was eating such healthy food. I was exercising all the time. I was in a, a thin body and I was really unwell. And I just thought, well, actually I may as well do what I want and eat the nice food that I want to eat that I'm restricting from myself. Stop exercising to the point of like, I'm in pain constantly. I can't, I'm having to lower myself onto the toilet all the time. And just, because <laughs> I could, either way I could die tomorrow. I may as well die happy. So I just now do what I want. I think that's so true. Like I, I remember watching a program like 15 years ago, way before I was kind of like accepting of myself. It was back when I was always like wanting to lose weight and I was like always felt like I had to be on a diet. I was like a walking before photo. And I remember watching a program about like the obesity epidemic and all of that bollocks. And there was a woman on there and I remember she was saying, she was like, dieting makes me miserable. Like it genuinely makes me depressed and like I'm not a happy person and I would rather be fat and happy and eat what I want. And I remember at the time thinking, oh, that's a bit lazy, isn't it? You're just sort of like giving up. That doesn't really feel like, you know, being a, the good fatty. And I could not relate to anything more now. I don't know if it's just an age thing, but yeah, I'm definitely the same as you. I just think I would rather... Dieting makes me miserable. Food is such a mm. big part of my life and a part of enjoyment. And I think for a lot of people it is, isn't it? Do you know what? I look back and I think, was I, I wasn't healthy. I was actually more unhealthy then than I am now. Really? Yeah, because I was, my life was writing down my calories, dieting, exercising every day to the point where I was in pain. But because I looked and because I was in a thinner body, people would look at me and think, oh, yeah, healthy. But I wasn't. There was no way that that was healthy. I was, was mm. not mentally healthy either. So I would I would. And I was so like you said, I was so miserable. And it's like the external factors as well. Like even when you're at your internally, mentally most unhealthy, people are like, oh, my God, you look great. You look so healthy, blah, blah, blah. And now I bet, you know, none of us really get those compliments or comments bear in mind how happy or mentally healthy we are. And it's just, it's just so boring. Mm. <laughs> it's just so boring, isn't it? Yeah, so boring. And I yeah. think, and like you say, like back then people would say to me all the time, like, you look great. Oh, you've lost weight. Or now, and I used to, that was a compliment because that's what I was told should be a compliment. Mm. Now, when someone says to me, oh, you look like you've lost weight. I'm like, first of all, I haven't. And second of all, mm. why would you say that? Like, I don't find that a compliment. I mm. actually find that really weird. <laughs> I don't think that compliments should be anything to do with weight. I agree. We totally agree. You just don't know what someone's going through. Like the amount of times, you know, like it's someone's lost weight because of like illness or like mm -hmm. a breakup or a loss or something. Like it's just, it's yeah, I just don't, I think it's just icky to me to comment on like weight loss unless the other person like brings it out first. And even that yeah. I do find quite boring because I'm just a bit like, cool, come to me in five years when you've got it off. <laughs> I don't mean that horribly, <laughs> but I just am a bit like, okay, cool. I'm happy. I'm happy that you're happy, but I also just like, I'm really bored. Yeah. So I think where you're at is like the dream of like really not giving a fuck because it doesn't fucking matter. Did you kind of have to work on that of like, you know, gaining weight after that point? And have you got any tips for people about that gaining weight stuff? Or were you just like, do you know what? It really doesn't fucking matter. It took me, it took me a while. Like I was, it was like a process for me. Like I was, I would talk to myself nicer. I stopped talking to myself badly because I realized that actually the things that I was saying about myself all the time, about how I looked was actually abuse. Like I was abusing myself, like verbally abusing myself. And I was saying things to myself that I would never have said to my friends. I would never have said to my daughter. I was saying it to myself every day. So I started to believe those things and I just tried to stop doing that gradually. And I remember Chelsea actually said to me once, what, like about like because I was moaning one day about how I looked and she said, but if there was not one person on the planet, there was just you left, 
would you, would you go out in the street in like a fancy dress and your makeup done and your hair done worrying about your weight? You wouldn't because nobody would be judging you. And I thought, oh my God, you're a hundred percent right. So I'm actually, cause I was like, I'm doing it for me. I want to look good for me. I want to, but what, what was good was thin in my head, but I wanted to look this certain way for myself. But when she broke it down like that, I was like, actually, that's not true. It is for the gaze of other people. And I think once I, I finally realized that and I let that go and I thought I don't actually care about what other people think. That's when I actually started just accepting myself for myself. And I realized that actually how I look is just the least interesting thing about me. What advice would you give to someone, Ash, that was like struggling with their body confidence and maybe wasn't quite in the place that you are now? Just start small. I think with body positivity and starting to love yourself, I think there's so much of it now, which is amazing on social media. I feel like sometimes there's a pressure that if you're not in that space, like if you don't feel like that about yourself, that you've got, a, why don't you, you've got a kind of, I should feel like that. And then like, there's like a rush to feel like that, but it isn't, it's not that quick. It, like for me, it wasn't, it was like a process. And I, I think just take it small. Like if I get a lot of messages from women saying like, oh, I don't want to wear that. Cause I don't, I hate my stomach. I don't want my stomach out. Or I hate my legs. I always wear like really long dresses. And I think, well, just start it small, start talking to yourself nicer, start, if you want to get your legs out, start wearing a dress, maybe slightly shorter and just do it gradually. Like there's no rush. Just be, be kind to yourself and just take time with it. Like it's not going to happen overnight. And also I don't think you have to love everything about yourself. I think sometimes you can just accept it for what it is and then come to peace with it and move on. Like, I don't think you have to love it all. Like, I don't love it all, but I'm, I accept it all. That's definitely where I'm at at the moment as well. Like, I can't, I don't look in the mirror and, and go, oh, I love how I look. In fact, I never do that. But it's gone from being like, ugh, to, oh, well, like, it's it's a body, you know, everyone else has got one. It's fine. And like, it's the least interesting thing about me. And I think that sometimes we, body positivity gets a little bit misinterpreted that it that it is about that like you have to be positive about your body and I don't it isn't about that it's just about mm. like equality and I think that misconception also needs to get in the bag of dicks because yeah. I think it's more harmful than than helpful really definitely no I do think there's quite a lot of pressure like I do get that from like lots of people message me and say that there is a lot of pressure for them to to love themselves and how they look and I'm like you don't have to love yourself you just kind of have to accept it for what it is. We all, like you said, we all have a body. They are all different and we all have insecurities about things or things that we don't particularly like, but it's not the end of the world. Hello, Anna Richardson here. I just thought I'd leave you a quick voice note to tell you about my new advice podcast. It can't just be me. I'll be getting super honest about my own topsy-turvy life, as well as helping you solve your life dilemmas with the support of some very special guests and experts. From Podimo and Mags Creative, it can't just be me, wherever you get your podcasts. So we had loads and loads of questions for you from our lovely listeners. Tina wrote in and she wants to know your thoughts. I think I already know the answer. <laughs> On the phrase, mum-tums. Ugh, I don't like it. Everyone has got a stomach. Like everyone has got a stomach. They come in all shapes and sizes, but you don't get dad tums. You get, and I know obviously the, the mums carry the baby, but it's, 
it's still a stomach, whether it's carried a child or not. Why is it? Why do we have to be like, oh, I've got to cover me mum? I just don't like it. Why can't it just be a stomach? Why are women made to feel like shit because they've got a stomach and they carried a child in it? And why are women made to feel like shit because they haven't carried a child and got a stomach? Like, it's just a stomach. I just don't like the phrase at all. It's shit. And do you know what's really shit is that the term dad bod is something that, like, is now, oh, he's got a bit of a dad bod. Mm. Yet women are ridicule put down for their bodies after children quite often yet they are the ones who carried the child and then yeah. a boyfriend over there just had to have a lovely time for five seconds yeah he's celebrating for the fact that he's got a dad bot do you know what i mean i cannot yeah. i cannot for five <laughs> seconds is generous <laughs> yes i agree yeah. <laughs> oh god no i just don't i just don't think it's fair because i get do get messages from women saying like well i've not actually had a child and i've got like a, a mum tum and i'm like no same you haven't you've got a stomach you've got a tum we've all got one like don't feel mm. it makes it just makes women feel shit if they've got it and they were a parent and they've got it and they're not like why are we doing that why can't we just have stomachs that are different sizes i agree yeah it's the same with stretch marks and people go oh but i'm covered in stretch marks i've not even had kids and i'm like what the fuck? Like, why do people think that you only... Why is it we've been taught all these years that you only get stretch marks if you've had kids? They're only they're only acceptable mm, so and allowed if you've had children. Like, my daughter's got stretch mm. marks. She's 14. My son's mm. got them. We've all got them. It's just the, it's just the skin stretching too fast. <laughs> like, that's it. I think it's just another thing as well that, like, the beauty industry has told us is a problem to market solutions. Like, at us, like, oh, here's this mm. cream that will combat stretch marks. Here's this magic cure for cellulite. And it's like, like you just said, Ash, it's completely normal. Yeah, I think with cellulite as well, I feel like my whole life growing up, any magazine I got, I don't know if you feel the same, any magazine I got, it was like, oh, look at so-and-so's cellulite on the beach. Look at so-and-so's cellulite. Oh, they've got big. Mm. And I just look at these women and nine times out of 10, these were smaller women and they had cellulite and I thought, bloody hell, God knows what like, they'd think of me. But actually, we've all got it. Like, I don't know why it was so mm. demonised to have cellulite when it is literally just skin. It's so true. And it's just it's just so trivial. Like, and I do find myself now, maybe I'm being a bitch, but I do find myself now, if people like bang on about their cellulite or their stretch marks, I'm like, so boring. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> but not just when people talk about cellulite and stretch marks just anytime they talk about saying I think it's boring I'm just gonna say it boring <laughs> next time Oscar tells me about Pokemon I'm just gonna be like boring in his face but it's not my fault Ash, as you speaking of kiddies we have got a uh, another question for you that our lovely listener Jenny asked she said have you got any advice to give to parents who struggle with self-love and then also teaching their children about self-love and that is a task I do not envy for you I'm a naked mum I think you're either a naked mum or you're not, or you've got a naked mum or you've not. Like I am the mum that's always walked around butt naked, even at the ages that they are now. And I think they've seen my body in all different shapes and size and how, and how it's been. And they see that as just, that's their normal. I never saw that. I didn't have a naked mum. So I never saw kind of that representation growing up. I only saw what I saw in magazines and stuff like that. So I think that's why I, I struggled a lot, but I went for a time where I spoke really shit about my own body and Ava picked that up and then I noticed her doing it in the mirror and um, it was really bad, really bad. She used to like literally grab her stomach and be like, I'm disgusting, I'm so fat, about no. seven years old. And it was because she was copying what she saw me doing and I just stopped doing it. I think you have to be so mindful that 
Children are literally sponges. They just take in whatever you do, whatever you say, and they want to be it because you're their biggest role model. So I feel like you have to, you have to speak to them how you wish someone spoke to you when you mm. were younger and you give them the information that you wish you had when you were younger. And that's just, guess I guess what I try and do with them is just give them what I didn't have. Mm. Ash, if you don't mind, I kind of want to change the subject a little bit and ask you a question from my listener called Kelly. And she said, Ash is a huge inspiration for me as a queer woman. She just lives her life confidently while happening to be gay. And it gives me hope that I can do that too. Oh my God, stop it. I will cry. Kelly wanted to ask, how did you discover that you were gay and how did you come to terms with your sexuality? That's a really lovely message. That's really, really lovely. Yes. Um, thanks. Um, <laughs> what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> so the official question from Kelly was, how did you discover that you were gay and how did you come to terms with your sexuality? Because obviously when we were all growing up, the subject of sexuality in, you know, the 90s and noughties was not the same as it is now, my God. Yeah, I didn't even know what a lesbian was, like, until I was probably mm. 20. I was brought up a Jehovah's Witness, so I literally had drummed into my head, you get married, you have children, like, to the opposite sex, that's it. Like, we, we didn't, I didn't even get told what gay people was, I didn't even know what it was, let alone told it was, like, frowned upon. Right. I okay. Yeah, I didn't know what that was growing up. I didn't know, the. F I think mm. my first ever kind of gay men that I saw was when Brokeback Mountain came out and my, me and my dad went to Blockbusters like we did every Friday night and he rented it out and about half an hour later he drove back and he gave it back. He said, I ain't watching that shit. <laughs> no. And I thought, what's that? And that's the first, oh. and I was like, what's that about? And he was like, oh, it's about, and then he said some like horrible derogatory gay oh. phrase. And I remember thinking, what the hell? Like, what? That happens. Like, what's going on? And then that was, I must've been like, I don't know, 10 or something. So that was my first kind of like knowing about it. So I then just did what I had, like what I thought I was supposed to do, which was marry a man, have kids, live my life. And then when that all went to shit, just a girl randomly messaged me on Facebook and I was like, um, what? And then I literally <laughs> met up with her. And then the next thing, you know, I'm, I was like, I, it was like, I had like an awakening of, oh my God, the reason that I've had horrible relationships with men is because I don't really like men. So then that was it. I just dated women. And it's been great ever since. Nice. It's been fucking shit ever since. <laughs> I've gone through more breakups and heartache than ever. Don't do it. No, um, I didn't really have to come to terms with it. I just kind of, I'm one of these people that I just get, I just like, I just do it. I don't, I didn't, it wasn't kind of like, I literally went from, it was kind of more of like an awakening for me. So it was like almost like a relief. So I didn't have to kind of come to terms with it. And luck, I was really lucky, apart from my mum who struggled quite a bit at the beginning, she's cool now. She just didn't understand it. And then we, I had to explain to her that, mum, you don't have to actually understand something to respect it. I don't understand your religion, but I respect it. And she was like, aha. Yeah, and nice. she got it. And she was like, ah, I was like, you don't need to understand that I'm a lesbian. I don't need you to lick a puss for you to understand. Do you know what I mean? You can just, you can literally just go, okay, cool. That's what you want to do. But I, um, I had a really good family and like the kids were cool. The kids didn't, the kids didn't know no different. Like I've been really lucky like that because I brought them up. I, like I said earlier, like I brought them up to have information and, and stuff that I didn't have. So they was always mm. brought up with the knowledge that there's all different kinds of relationships out there. Like it, it comes all different shapes and sizes and, and everything. So they, they didn't, when I said, Oh, I'm, I'm not with your dad anymore. This is my girlfriend. They went all right. And that was that. 
They didn't, they didn't amazing. even bat an eyelid. They just carried on with life. That is amazing. That's such a testament to your relationship with them and your parenting. I think that's amazing. That's how it should Thank be. You. I tell you, mum, you don't have to lick a puss wasn't on my 2023 <laughs> bingo card, but I'm glad it's happened today. <laughs> Honestly, do you know what? I've had so many conversations like that with my mum and I have to break it down like that. I think because mm. with the older generation, it is quite hard sometimes to get through with information because it's like, it blows their mind. So yeah, I used to have to, mm. I had to say quite a few things like that. And she'd be like, don't be so grotesque. And I'm like, but Mate, that's literally it's how so she- con- the, the conversation you have to have with the older generations, um, and we're only 35. So I do mean like the older generations than us is so, it's like you're, you're like you said, it's common sense to yeah. us. And it's like, I've had a conversation with someone who said, you know, it was, it was a news story about a child who was like, I don't know, five or something. And, you know, saying that they knew that they were queer and this person was like, they just don't know at that age. And I was like, did you know that you were straight at that age? Did you know that you liked boys at that age? Yes. So why is it any different that this child knows that they like whoever? Like, it's no different. You don't, I just, and it's just, to me, it's just common fucking sense. But because, we are thankfully living in a much more open world now. So many more people understand that that's just life and please move the fuck mm. on. But we need to also have the patience sometimes to teach the older generations so they can accept. I've got no patience. My patience is literally <laughs> tiny. So I have to every day, I'm fighting constantly. It's a constant fight with myself to not swing at stupidity, honestly. <laughs> I'm sick of it. <laughs> I must admit, I don't have any patience when it comes to that sort of, because I just think, I think what I don't understand is, I do get that like a, a lot of it is a generational thing and it just wasn't kind of, you know, talked about then. But what I try and say to like certain people in, in my life who I love dearly and I do respect, but that just don't get, get it. And I'm like, it's always been about, it's not new. It's nothing mm-hmm. new. We just didn't talk about it. People didn't talk about it because it was illegal and they got beaten yeah. the shit out of or thrown in jail or in a mental institution. It's always, gay love has always existed. Yeah. It's nothing new. And it's not something that people choose either. It's not a choice. And I don't, I've very, well, I have no tolerance for people that don't understand that. I think we're all on a spectrum and I think love is love. And like, if yeah. you don't agree with that, then we can't be friends. No, I completely mm-hmm. agree. So we can be friends. Yeah. <laughs> I've got another question for you, Ash. One of our listeners, uh, Jenna, wants to know if you've got any advice for someone who thinks they might be bisexual. All I could say is kind of just don't do what I did, which is just shag a woman and just let your mum walk in like that. <laughs> that actually happened. I was going to ask you because I was quite curious, to be fair, because you... Obviously, you've got two kids. You were with your ex for a while. So what? tell us everything. I am. Yeah. So I had kids with him. And then at 25, I came out. And basically what happened was I just started dating this girl. But it was only been a couple of weeks. And I didn't tell anyone because I was like, what the hell is going on? And then she stayed at my house one night. And my mum just came around, let herself in with a key. And my mum was like, nothing was happening. But she was like, what the hell? Because she was quite like... She was quite masculine presenting lesbian. And my mum was just like, she just did her, she just did her nuts. So just don't do that. She wasn't that accepting at the beginning, my mum, <laughs> bless her. But I just think um, advice for like exploring it, like there's so many apps these days, as long as you're using them safely and you're obviously letting people know where you're going and stuff like that. I think the best way to kind of test those waters is kind of download those apps and just start talking to 
other girls. Just see if you like it. See if you like talking to him and go on a few dates. Like there's no harm done as long as you're safe. I've got a final question for you, Ash, and it's from our lovely listener called Talia. And she says, this is a difficult one. What's a message you'd give to your younger self? You're gay. I would probably just whisper that. (laughs) You're a a lesbian. Don't shag the men. You don't have to suck a dick when you're drunk. I would say all of these things. Um, (laughs) I'd probably just say to my younger self, this sounds like really stupid, but actually it's what I say to myself the most now is just do it. Like, just do it. Stop holding yourself back on everything because you think you can't. Just do it. Just go and do it. If you want to, if you want to go on that holiday by yourself, just do it. If you want to eat it, do it. If you don't feel like you can go and get that job, just go, like, just do it. Just fucking do it. Life's too short. Mm. Just do it. Mm -hmm. I say that to myself all the time. Just do it. Like today, like even with this podcast, like I get so panicky and worried about it and I'm like, but just do it. What's the worst that's going to happen? Just fucking mm. do it. Basically should work for Nike. Isn't that something like they say? <laughs> we will take that sponsorship deal. <laughs> uh? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that is their logo. But yes, I, I completely agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. I think you are so inspirational and I love mm. like your authenticity. I think it is so hard to show up authentically online. And I, I genuinely love how, how you do that. You do it so, so well. Thank you so much for coming on. We've absolutely loved having you, you on. Go love yourself. Thank you so much for having me. I've had a great time having a chat. I loved it. Mate, we've got to talk about the thing on the Facebook group that made me cry at midnight while I was sort of doom scrolling (laughs) trying to go to sleep. (laughs) This was a post about our lovely listeners and members of our community, Megan and Alison, who, after talking for however long, met in person for the first time. Um, over a year of online friendship and they bought each other go love yourself friendship bracelets and Laura I cannot I know they've been chatting for over a year can you believe that and they finally met and it actually rendered me speechless it's things like that that really make Mm. me realise like the significance of this like podcast is it you yeah 100% and the fact that they they live on opposite sides of the Atlantic as well and it's that bit and and just I can't like I can't like it's it was so special and the bracelets part of it was mm. so special and finding friends as adults is it really is, hard yeah. and sometimes finding your sort of your fat friend or your friend that mm. understands your body confidence issues and has the same things and doesn't try and make it better listens doesn't go oh but no you look great it's all just like oh yeah that shit isn't it finding those people is so important and the fact that we've been able to bring not just like not just lovely Alison and Megan but so many people together is just joy it really is pure joy yeah thank you so much for sharing that and I'm so glad you had a lovely time there are some other Facebook posts that um, I think we should chat about as well this one really caught my eye Um, one of our listeners was kind of asking more of a question she says a weird thing just happened I realised that whenever I look in the mirror I automatically smile does anyone else do this can't decide if it's conditioning i.e. you look prettier when you smile or if I genuinely like the way I look Honestly, that has absolutely messed with my brain. Really? Because when I initially read that, I actually thought, oh my God, that's so wonderful. How fabulous that you look in the mirror and you smile at yeah, yourself. Yeah. And thinking Same. it was like, kind of like, oh gosh, like you've, you've got to that part on your journey. Um, but like... 
That is so interesting. I don't know whether it's a thing of, you know, it's it's you're sort of posing in the mirror. So and usually when we pose, we smile. Mm. It might not be that deep is what I'm trying to say. But I think that's very interesting. Yeah. I hope it's a case of we look at ourselves in the mirror and perhaps it's just the times when we're wearing a lovely outfit or we're feeling good or whatever. We look and feel comfortable and confident and fabulous that we look in the mirror and we smile at ourselves because... We're hot as fuck. Absolutely. <laughs> and we have to give a massive shout out to Heather, who posted on the group, and it is probably one of our most liked posts, right? That she did a triathlon. And I just think that's insane. It's incredible. And everyone's comments, there are so many comments underneath this thing. I'm literally reading them right now. And people are saying they feel inspired. Like they're just super supportive. It's a bunch of hype girls and so much support and people feeling inspired. And I just think that's wonderful. So congrats, Heather. You are a freaking queen. I also love the bit that she ended it by saying that her four-year-old told her, you did really well, mummy, after, which just made her heart melt and ours as well. Just absolutely (laughs) brilliant. Well done, Heather. We're so proud of you. Oh my God. It's just too much. Right. Okay, we have got to go before I start crying again. (laughs) So, right. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. We really hope you enjoyed it. I loved it. We'll be back with a new episode next week. But if you want more of us in the meantime, make sure you follow our Instagram at GoLoveYourselfPod and join our Facebook group, GoLoveYourself Community. Or if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email GoLove at CrowdNetwork.co.uk. You can also support the show by subscribing on Patreon or Apple Podcasts, where you can get ad-free and early episodes for one pound a week or you can listen ad free on Amazon Music thank you so so much for listening and we'll see you guys next week bye crowd network a place where you belong <laughs>